Welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with CPA and Personal Financial Specialist, Phil Putney. Now let's get rolling with today's show. Hey everybody, welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts. Phil and I hanging out once again talking about all these things we do each and every week here on the show, really going through the stuff of retirement. And this week it's guessing. Probably not a good idea, Phil, to guess at retirement. Not, 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 not something I'd be guessing at. Yeah. So going good, going good. So we've got some important questions uh, and where guessing can kind of go, go pretty wrong, really. Mm-hmm. And in these times, Phil, who wants to guess? Uh, I think this is yeah. the last time we talked, we got the official numbers. I'm not sure if we did last week or not, but it was 7.9% inflation. Uh, yeah. I saw a thing this morning at the time that we're taping this podcast that uh, they're saying we're probably going to see 10 by the end of the year. Crazy. With gas prices the way they're going, and it, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, still the supply shortages, and I wouldn't yeah. be surprised, unfortunately. You know, unfortunately, but. yeah. You know, there's so many similarities to the 70s. It's pretty mm-hmm. eerie, right? The late 70s, yep. mid 70s, when we were going through, uh, you know, the gas shortages the issues. Then that was, of course, that was we were antagonist. We, I guess, we had antagonized OPEC or whatever. Right. Uh, but, you know, different reasons, but the same thing, uh, high inflation, the Fed's talking about ticking up the inflation rate or the uh, uh, interest, interest rates. Rate. And yeah, and it went to some crazy numbers, you know, so if you didn't live through it, you don't know what we're talking about. I was too young to care, like we talked about before, but still, we're the similarities keep stacking up. It's very strange. Yeah, yeah, they do. They do. I mean, in, in talking to clients um, that had lived through that, you know, back in the day, had mortgage rates at double digits, you know, they, they thought they were getting a great rate at 13, you know, and we're complaining now because they're near four <laughs> and interest rates got you know, up to like 18%, I think mm-hmm. 19%. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know if we'll go that crazy, but they're look, it looks like they're almost following the same game plan uh, as the fed chairman did back then, which is to kind of break the back of inflation by ticking this stuff up. Now, I don't know if they're going to go that far to start with, but I guess the conversation becomes, Phil, uh, if we're not in a recession, will it put us in one, right? Right. Yeah. And that that's some of the concern of, you know, does this just add one more wrinkle stack on top of everything else that, you know, is already pressing hard on the economy. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, let's jump into these uh, questions, you know, that we shouldn't be guessing at. I'm going to shift the order, Phil, since we were talking about this. Uh, I'm going to start with inflation, which was actually third on my list, but I'm going to make it first Uh, because we recognize it now, right? We're awake to it. Uh, Yes. As we've talked about for a number of weeks, we, whether it's the market being great the last several years and we go to sleep on the fact that it cannot be great, or if we, you know, think about inflation it's just uh, it's just there i know it's back there but you know whatever well right, now you're really right. aware right so let's look at this from a standpoint a little little back of the napkin um math mm-hmm. if you will on the show for this week so uh, 5000 you're guessing at retirement you're $5000 a month gets us there that's what we need on our income to live right well under normal inflationary periods you know phil we're talking 10000 it'll double in what 15 years, 18 years, 15 years. Like yep. Yep. So what are yeah, you, and, and, are you guessing? Yeah. I mean, you've got to number one, have, have inflation built into the plan. I mean, that, that's the first mistake I, I see people look at is that, well, you know, it's been so low, we don't have to worry about it, you know, or market returns will keep up with inflation. I'm not, you know, let's just ignore it. And that's, and, been the- yeah, I mean, the, the case, the markets have 
way outperformed inflation until until recently. Right. You know, so but you can't ignore inflation. And probably the biggest um, risk you have when when you have inflation is that fixed income. Right. And and I think there's been a lot of people with pensions um, that fixed income that, you know, they've been okay the last 10 years because inflation has been relatively low. And yeah, their pensions stayed pretty consistent, but the gap hasn't widened that much. Because most pensions um, don't have colas. They don't have cost of living. Adjustment. Exactly. Yeah. You know, typically it's governmental, you know, some nonprofit um, right. hospitals, things like that might have a, some kind of cola or cost of living adjustment. Yeah. But most non or for-profit um, companies, they, they don't have cost of living adjustments. I mean, it's going to be a level income. Yeah. Um, so Social Security, walking- I mean, it, it's never meant to keep up with inflation, but at right. least it goes a long way. I mean, it, yeah. which I mean, this year was a was a you know a well, tell of that. I mean, we got five point nine percent on, and that was based on last year's inflation. That wasn't even looking right. at you know. So who knows what next year's cost of living is going to be yeah. from Social Security? If but it helps. Do, it, know, it, it helps. It, right. So. Yeah. So if you're, again, if you're guessing at this, and again, this is where our conversation is this week. So if you're feeling like, and and you'll see that these tie together folks. So even though I moved the order, we're going to go back to the uh, income here in a second. But if you're guessing at your income needs in retirement, and then you're guessing at inflation needs in retirement, you're going to be in for a rude awakening further down the line in retirement, right? So you go 20 years through this, you're looking at double the amount of expenses that that it cost you originally. So even if you're even if you're being, if you feel like you're being smart and you go, well, uh, we need $5,000 a month to live on now. So we'll kick that up to 6,000 or 6,500, you know, and over the next couple of years, you're still way underperforming what you're going to need because it's going to double the, just the normal inflation, you know, like I said earlier, if right. Like double, right. Yeah. I mean, in our plans, we have been historically using around 2.7%. I mean, it was the 20 year historical average, right. You know, and in a, 20 year plan. Yeah. That, that number double, you know I mean? It was, it's just crazy um, to, to look at just that small effect of it, but inflation is one of those things you need it in the plan. I, I don't get too caught up with what it is today and the crazy numbers because the reality is it's the, it, well, number one is short lived. Right. I mean, and, and you have to build in inflation into the plan, but the reality is the, the real difference is going to be what we call the real return. Right, because inflation. We already touched on it briefly. That yeah, inflation's back in the seventies, eighties was high, but what else was high? Earnings, right? I mean, look at the bank. What did you get at the bank back then? I mean, you could earn nine, ten percent in the bank. So that relationship typically follows, you know. So you don't don't have to build in a seven percent inflation in the, you know, the the plan. Um, and only a five percent return because you're being conservative because that's not realistic either. Okay, all right. You, know, you you've got to you've got to make sure you're looking at both sides of the equation. So to me, it's not so much the inflation number; it's it's that real return you're you're looking at of, you know, how by how much do you anticipate your plan is going to beat inflation? Transitionary years like this, that never happens, right? I mean, inflation is taken off. Yeah, you're not going to see returns follow inflation in years like this. Longer periods of time. That's what you have to look at. Okay. So, all right. And, and again, it's, and it's a little easier for you, you know, doing this every day to kind of step back. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're kind of sharing these things. But for a lot of us, we just, you know, we wig out. Right. So, or, and we kind of look away. Well, if I don't right. look at it, it won't happen. So that's typically, you know, kind of the right. way to view it. So, yeah. So to me, the biggest takeaway with this is number one, making sure you're accounting for inflation um, in your plan and, and have investments 
geared to help keep up with that, especially if your primary source of income is some kind of fixed income. Okay. It's going to unfortunately affect you much more than other people because you've got a fixed income. It is what it is. Yeah. As rates rise, your costs are going to go up and your income is going to stay the same. So you better have some other assets, hopefully, that can help bridge that gap. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, uh, we talk about the colas and, uh, and I've said it before on the show and I, and I've given my mom credit for it. And I was telling her the other day, the power went out with those storms that we had come across a lot yep. of big chunk of the, uh, a big chunk of the country on the, on the East coast side. And so I had to bring her over here cause it got really cold. Uh, it's been in the sixties and seventies, but then it dropped back down anyway. So I brought her over and I was telling her about the cola and she referred to it typically the social security, uh, cola adjustments as a diet cola because they don't, that's right. <laughs> And she's like, when did I say that? She totally forgot. So I had to remind her. And then she's like, oh, yeah, that was pretty smart. So anyway, uh, so anyway let's go back to the, the first one then, which was the sure. guessing the income portion. Okay. And that's really yep. kind of the thing that a lot of us do. If we don't want to go see an advisor, we don't put a plan together. We think, ah, I've got this. I'm DIYing it, whatever. Mm -hmm. We tend to guess at the income needs in retirement based off typically what we were making. I think is probably where we go. So again, I'm using that $5,000. as just an easy number because it's easy to right, write right. on. But if you're guessing and saying, okay, babe, we need $5,000 a month to live on now as a husband and wife, right? You're talking to each other and that should be fine going into retirement because that's, that's getting it done now. And we're getting mm -hmm. close to retirement or whatever that looks like. Again, why are you guessing at this when it's so easy to find out? Cause what there's two ways of looking at this, Phil. What if you guess sh uh, short, right? Right. Now, you're, now you don't have the quality of life that you wanted to yep. in retirement. Or if you guess that's too high and you spend a number of years working or whatever to get to the said number and you yep. could have retired three years earlier, however you want to look at it. Yeah. I mean, it, it's always a balancing act. I mean, it, it unfortunately, I, I see more people guessing too low, too low. Yeah. you know, and, and I mean, even when, so when we teach our class, we hand out a budget worksheet, we call it that you know, goes through the various expense items and, and is meant to help you start to put together that budget or, you know, the number of what you think you might need in retirement. It's a, it's an interesting exercise, but 99% of the time you're going to underestimate. We all do. We don't realize what we spent. You know, you, you think of, okay, start adding up, well, I got the utilities and I got this and this and this and this. Well, yeah, that's only like 5,000 a month, you know, the big ticket items. Right. You know, but yeah, then it's the, all the extra little things. Uh, yeah. Look at Amazon. How many packages come to your house a day or a week? You know, I mean, that's going to, did you build that in? You know, <laughs> so, I, as I mean, a side note, Phil, I was thinking about this, watching the sheer amount of packages that must go back and forth uh, and buy, buy some return. It's got to be out, out of control. But, anyway, but that's so, why they do it. They do so, but, to your but yeah, point, to, though, how much do we do? Right. So, our the exercise we always walk through with clients is I mean, number one, most clients, as you get to retirement, you want to maintain a standard of living that you've been used to, right? So, you don't go into retirement all of a sudden spend significantly less. Granted, there are certain things, right? So, you got two cars, maybe you might go back to one because you don't, you know, you're both not going to work, you know. Right. So there are some things, you know, your clothing might change, you know, especially if you wear suits or something hot, you know, more expensive for, for work. Right. Um, if you've got college education, certain things like that. But at the end of the day, the rest of the numbers are probably going to be pretty consistent. In fact, they might even go up because now you've got more time. Yeah, you're partying. You've got hobbies and, you, you know, all these things that you've wanted to do that you didn't right. have time to do. So the exercise we always walk through is let's look at the tax return. 
and figure out, okay, your tax return, you earned X amount minus the taxes you paid. So minus your, you know, federal, your state, your social security and Medicare. So here's the net number. This is how much net income you generated last year. Where did it go? Yeah. It, it went one of two places. You either sit, you saved it or you spent it. It went to Amazon. Yeah, and exactly. Unless you can specifically say, well, I put it in, you know, this account or this investment and I haven't touched it, you know, so we're not talking about, well, I put 500 a month over here for my escrow account that I pay property taxes on because that's an expense. You're spending it. So, yeah. you know, well, yeah, this is great. Oh, we can, we can retire now, but if yeah. you get there and the reality is what well, we're spending seven, well, that's, a, that's another scenario. It's like 20% higher. Yeah. You know, and how long, and then you got to take that out over the years that you retire, twenty percent. So you got to strap, you know, right. strap that out. So it gets you know. pretty messy. And and the silly part about the guessing really is, folks, is that you don't have to. I mean, most of the yes. time, you know, and it's not just with Phil. It's any wherever you live. If you're, you know, if you're listening to this or watching this, you can go sit down with an advisor just about anywhere, and they're going to do those consultations initially. Right. There's no cost, right? Typically, they're all do it for no cost or obligation. So find out, get some more, you know, hard data, if you will, versus just guessing. So let's let's right. move it along here, Phil. We'll go to the next one. Yep. Um, so I was talking about inflation. Let's talk about like the purchasing things. Uh, again, we'll go with regular inflation as just a kind of the thought, not necessarily. And then you could just say, well, now it's even worse, especially if you're walking into retirement. But where do you stand right. on the emergency fund versus major purchases in retirement? Some advisors or some people kind of blur those two lines. Like you've got your emergency fund uh, if the roof flew off in a storm. Right. But, but what about planning to replace the, you know, the AC unit? Uh, because you know, like it's thirty years old. Do you put right? That in so there's some fund, or did you plan for it? Because you know it's coming. Right. It, personally, our approach is we're, we're either planning for it, or I make sure that there's enough room in that budget, okay, or, or in the plan overall. So I mean, when we're we're planning for retirement like that, we're gonna. I'm never spending down to zero. You okay. know, so we're. I mean, a plan just barely works to me if based on all the math we've got five years left. So if I'm you know, saying somebody's going to live till 90, right. they have at least enough money to make it to 95. So yeah, we've we got a little bit of cushion in there, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, so that, that is where some of that comes into play. Um, but I mean, to your point, if it's, if there are some known larger expenses, you know, so some clients cars, you know, they don't lease them, they want to buy a car. So we'll put a car purchase in every three, five years, whatever their number is. Right. Yeah. These larger expenses. I've got, a lot of clients I work with that they're as they're kind of bridge or nearing retirement, they're they're spending a lot of extra money up front doing those big items, right? So they're replacing the furnace, they've done the windows, the you know, all the big ticket items. Getting getting ready. They've, they've taken care of getting ready for retirement. Yeah. You know, so I mean, yeah, there's you can drive yourself crazy if you're trying to nitpick and put every little piece into the plan. But sure. yet you've got to think life's through some happen. of it. Yeah. Right. And, and, right. I'm, Ma and make sure there's enough. Yeah. Make sure there's enough uh, wiggle room, so to speak, in the plan right. to accommodate some of that. Yeah. So I'm with you on that because I've been doing that myself. You know, uh, turning 50, I've been doing things to the house for the last couple of years. We plan on on, you know, dying here. Uh, so I've been doing little things so that I, I while I'm working so that I don't have yep. to necessarily worry about those things in retirement. But the downside right. is, Bill, maybe I started them too early, right? So you can't. Yeah, yeah. So you're going to hit the end of retirement. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
so I'm doing them at 50 and then I might get to like 75 and it's like, oh, the AC units, you know, because it was 25 <laughs> years ago when I replaced them all or whatever. I will say this, though. We all know they don't make things like they used to. Uh, right. knock, on, knock on wood. I have my upstairs, uh, my daughter's, you know, since she's no longer home, there's nobody ever up there. So we, we barely have it just kick on in really low temperatures, kick on in really high temperatures. But that thing is 37 years old. It's a 37-year-old train that still gets it done, knock on wood. Yeah. Uh, and I'm terrified to change it because I know the next one I put in there will probably last like 10 years. That's right. That's right. This Even though it like costs twice as much. So. And yeah, yeah, this thing's like a tank. So I'm just like, keep doing your thing. But anyway. Uh, all right. So the final one here, Phil, healthcare costs, guessing at it. Yep. The, the normal medical cost in retirement you know, your, your cost of Medicare, Medicare supplements, those kind of things. I mean, that, that's a pretty known number. We know what they are today. You know, personally, when we're projecting it, I'm always putting in the highest plan. So we're using like a plan a G today that's covering basically everything that's out of pocket. So there's, we're eliminating that unknown of out of pockets, Okay. Um, you know, putting those premiums in. Then the other side of it, we're going to um, assume double whatever the inflation is. So if we're using, you know, two and a half percent inflation on everything else, I'm going to assume five on medical. Right. Yeah. Just because medical, like education, yeah, no, like right. so many other things have, you know, significantly higher inflation numbers. Yeah. You know, so personally, I mean, that's how we handle it is number one, don't ignore it, put it in there, understand it, mm. you know, run the math on your scenario, your state where you live, what does it cost? What's it going to cost me for Medicare part B, you know, for a supplement, for my prescription drug, all the different components. I'd, I'd encourage you to, to estimate on the high side. So take the, you know, the plan that is the, you want to think about the Cadillac plan to eliminate that unknown of deductibles and run with that. So, and then the other side of it's long-term care, yep. you know, yeah, you've, you've got to, to us, that's a stress test. I mean, I never put it into everyone's plan as a base plan and let's make sure, you know, it's in there to, to work. We make sure the plan works to begin with, but then we stress test it to say, if that happens, long-term care happens, what does it look like? Does the plan still work? If not, then let's start to look at, you know, either some kind of long-term care insurance or um, setting up some kind of a self-funding of that care. So, yeah. yeah. And a guessing game gets you know more complicated, certainly in that area as well. So, yes. But again, at the end of the day, all of this stuff can be addressed by just simply sitting down with a professional and getting a plan put together. So if you got right. some questions, folks, why guess? I mean, the industry yep. is there, you know, reach out, get started, have a conversation. If you need some help, you know, stop by and talk with Phil. If you'd like to go to Phil's tax hacks, Dot com. That's philstaxhacks.com. You can find all the information, link back to his main page. You can subscribe to us on Apple, Google, Spotify, all that stuff I say every week. The number's on the screen uh, for if you'd like to reach out, but it's 248-888-7530. If you're not watching, 248-888-7530. So get on the calendar, have a conversation with Phil, or if not Phil, definitely talk with an advisor and don't guess at retirement. Phil, my friend, thanks for hanging out. No problem. Take care. See you next time, and uh, we'll talk to you soon here on Phil's Tax Hacks and other retirement facts. Investment advisory services offered through AFS Wealth Management. The content of this program is provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the possible loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives.